everyone, welcome back to Motormax, the show where I break down news, recap races, and talk NASCAR. Lots to talk about in this episode, starting with some major silly season news and some race recaps. We're going to start with the race recaps. Saturday and Sunday were two Michigan races. Uh, obviously, make updates from the postponed ones due to the pandemic. Kevin Harvick with a weekend sweep and his car that is undefeated. The car debuted in Indianapolis where he won the Brickyard 400. It came back this weekend and it won at Michigan, both races. So I don't know what Kevin's doing, but that car is 3-4-3. The choose rule, which we saw debut at the All-Star Race, made its points, it's a regular race debut, uh, I did not, I was not able to catch all of the races, but I was able to see some of the choose rule in effect, and it would boost some drivers from 7th to 2nd, or it would take some drivers from 2nd to 8th, uh, varying strategies did play big roles in the Michigan races, and this strategy is what got Bubba Wallace the top 10 in the first Michigan race. So amazing to see that from Richard Petty Motorsports, a small team, get a top 10. Bubba Wallace trying to throw his name, his hat in the ring for a possible squeak into the playoffs. He is outside the top 20 in points right now, however. Kevin Harvick won the first race. A lot of late race cautions in that first race. The second race was a little bit less like that. I was not. I was able to catch more of the first race than the second race. I do know that Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney had a little incident at towards the end of the second race. Could imagine to be a very interesting team meeting at Penske Racing uh, today or whenever they have their post race weekend team meetings. I can imagine it's gonna be very interesting, seeing as though. Roger had his two cars battling for the lead, and suddenly they wipe each other out. Again, Kevin Harvick took home the checkered flag in the second Michigan race, and he has a season-leading six wins. Uh, I believe they were all after the pandemic, starting at Darlington. He might have had one before. Trying to think here. Hmm... I don't remember, but he has six wins on the season, which is most, which is the most. Uh, after the first race at Michigan, he had five, which tied Denny Hamlin for the most. Denny still has his five wins. Then there's Kevin Harvick with six, and Brad Keselowski with three or four. I don't remember. I'm going to fact check that right now. But Keselowski is throwing his hat in the ring as the fourth major or, yes, the fourth major driver of the season. Let's see here. He has three wins on the year. Brad Kislowski has three wins. Then there's Kisl- and there's uh, Kevin Harvick's six and Denny Hamlin's five. So, three big names, three championship favorites there. believe everybody else only has one. I think those are the only three repeat winners of the year. Oh, wait, no, Joey Logano has two. So, 10 different winners on the year, which leaves up six positions left in the playoffs. One of the drivers that has not yet taken the checkered flag this year is Kyle Busch. Took him up until Kansas to get his first playoff points. 
He's comfortably in the playoffs. He's got a lot of points to his name, but he is not yet locked in. Uh, coming into this weekend, he was the third driver in on points behind Eric Almarola and Kyle's brother Kurt Busch were the two drivers ahead of him that were in the playoffs based off points. So, Kyle Busch, is it time to worry for Rowdy Nation or... Will he get something done? We know that he can do some good on road courses. He's won both of them recently. Uh, he took home the checkered flag at Sonoma a couple of times, as well as Watkins Glen. And we're going to a brand new road course with the Daytona International Speedway road course after the New York governor did not clear NASCAR to race Watkins Glen. They moved the race from New York to Daytona Beach, Florida. There's not going to be any practice, no qualifying, no practice, nothing for either of the three series. So you have the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series, all Daytona, no practice, no qualifying. So this is going to be very, very interesting. The Choose Rule will not be in effect at this race for either of the three series, as NASCAR said Choose rule will only be will be at every race except road courses and the plate tracks. Even though they're not plate tracks anymore, it's Daytona, Talladega, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, the Roval, Mid Ohio, Road America, Canadian Tire, and all the road courses. None of the road courses will have the choose rule. Everywhere else will Dover, Charlotte, Las Vegas, all those places will have the choose rule. So. We're not going to see it this weekend. We'll see it back again next weekend at Dover for their doubleheader. And then we'll be back at Daytona for the Oval. No choose rule there. And then we have the playoffs, which eight of the ten races for the Cup Series will have the choose rule. The two that won't, Talladega and the Charlotte Roval. So, big news in silly season starting at the beginning of last week or the week prior. Levine Family Racing, they field the number 95. Christopher Bell drives that car. They were Joe Gibbs affiliates beginning last year with Matt DiBenedetto. And this year they became more heavily involved with Gibbs. And now they announce that they are closing at the end of this year. And they are going to be sold. Leaving now only two teams driving Toyotas should they switch manufacturers after being sold. So... Only five confirmed Toyotas as of now for next year. The four Gibbs cars and the Gaunt brothers. So Levine Family Racing's getting sold. Christopher Bell's out of a ride. Well, where is he going to go? To the 20. Joe Gibbs Racing's number 20. Where's Eric Jones going to go? He was released by Joe Gibbs Racing at the end... Uh, on Thursday, he, it was announced that he was out of the ride. Saturday and Sunday, I believe it was Sunday, he was asked about it. He said he was blindsided a little bit by the decision to be released from the car. He has not announced yet where he is going to go. A lot of speculation saying he's going to go to the, now the, to the soon-to-be-vacated number 48 out of Hendrick Motorsports. Currently driven by Jimmy Johnson, but Jimmy has announced his retirement come the end of this year. So that leaves at least one seat open. 
Clint Boyer's a free agent at the end of this year. Eric Almirola's a free agent at the end of this year. So that's two Stuart Haas cars that are me open. Lots of free agent slots. Brad Keselowski announced that he is going to re-sign with Penske, so that takes him out of everything. Penske's going to stay the same with Blaney Logano and Keselowski. A lot of people at first speculated Keselowski would go to the 48, leaving the two-car open, but it was announced he had a contract extension, keeping the Penske lineup the same. Eric Jones, as of right now, seems like he's going to go to the 48. That's like the top candidate right now for silly season speculation. Obviously, it doesn't mean he will go there. My prediction is he will end up at the Hendrick Motorsports camp. Obviously, things could change. He might end up, depending on where Levine Family Racing's charter goes, if they open up a ride and sign him. We don't know. Lots of speculation going on. There's a charter up for grabs that someone has. We don't know who. Spire Motorsports was the highly speculated per buyer of the charter. Uh, they did buy Furniture Row Racing's charter after their shutdown in 2018. Spire Motorsports bought the charter and was created. They used the same number font as Furniture Row Racing did, the 77 car. Actually, this weekend they were the 74, which I'll get to in a second. So Eric Jones, he's out of a ride at the end of this year, but he will likely be re-signed. He's a young prospect. He's still learning a little bit in the Cup Series. He was a rookie in 2017 and was placed at Joe Gibbs Racing in 2018, and he won at Daytona that year, won at Darlington the next year in 2019. It's not yet won this year in 2020, but there's still some time left to go. Christopher Bell, like I said, was announced to run at the 20 next year, his sophomore season. He made his Cup Series starting, his Cup Series career this year started. It started for Levine Family Racing, which was an affiliate of Joe Gibbs. Next year, he will be at Joe Gibbs, where he raced in the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. He worked up the ranks, started at Kyle Busch Motorsports, went up to the Xfinity Series at Joe Gibbs Racing. Was really strong in the contention, never did get a win. Or, well, he won plenty of times. He never did get a championship. Uh, but he was moved up to the Cup Series. He started at the beginning of the year. It looked like he was going to win the Daytona 500. He got caught up in an accident. And then he kind of fell to mediocrity. But as of late, he's been up there contending for top 10s and showing us the same Christopher Bell we saw in the Xfinity Series. And now his team's getting sold to Spire Motorsports, which I'd like to highlight here for a second. Spire Motorsports, they ran a different number, a different paint scheme for a fake company. Why? Well, it was revealed that Kevin James, he acted in some movies. He's been, he, he played Paul Blart, Mall Cop. He's been a Grand Marshal a handful of times. He has a CBS show, Kevin Can Wait. Now he's going to do a Netflix comedy based around NASCAR. And they got some filming done at the races this weekend. With Reed Sorensen's number 74. Completely different number font, completely different number, completely different look out of Spire Motorsports. 
everything look different. So looking forward to see how this uh, turns out, what this show is going to look like. Can't wait. I'm really actually excited for it. Looking forward to it. Hoping it's going to be good. Spire Motorsports drove that car. And then Tyler Reddick has announced he got a contract extension with Richard Childress Racing. And that's major silly season news I've just taken out there. Now I want to look ahead to the Daytona Roval. Never before seen in NASCAR, at least for the Cup Series. This road course, they use it for IMSA. Uh, that's all I can think of. I think they only use it for IMSA. Maybe, I think they might use it for the Supercross or Bike Racing League. I don't know what it's called. I don't watch it. It's motorcycle racing. They've used it before. But Watkins Glen International, which would be around this time of year, is in New York. And that is a very populated state. And with the pandemic, very populated areas seem to get the big boom of the virus. So, it took a lot of convincing from NASCAR that ultimately didn't work. Uh... Watkins Glen off the schedule for 2020. One of three tracks that lost a race entirely, along with Sonoma, the other major road course, and Chicagoland. All three of those, Watkins Glen, Sonoma Raceway, and Chicagoland off the race, off the season schedule. So they turned to the Daytona road course. When it came to road course debuts, the Xfinity Series at Indianapolis, they were given two practice sessions to learn the track. Like, here, there's a new track, have some practice, learn this thing so that we don't have a wreck fest on Saturday. Nope. Nope, not for this one. You got three series racing on this track. You got the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, Cup Series, and ARCA. ARCA is going to be racing there as well. So... I don't know if it's going to be on national TV or if it's going to be on Track Pass or any of the other networks that ARCA's on. I only watch it when it's on the major networks. So they're going to be racing there. So that's four racing series in one weekend. So uh, no practice to limit time at the track for the track personnel, crews, drivers, etc. So this is going to be interesting. Kevin Harvick was quoted saying, some he Kevin Harvick, I believe, is, Kevin Harvick was quoted by NBC Sports earlier. I'm gonna find that quote right now. Kevin Harvick was quoted saying, "Me leading everyone into Turn One at Daytona could be interesting because I have no freaking clue where I'm going." That was his him. On where, on no practice. It's brand new road course. And they're not going to do like the tapered spacers or restrictor plates. They're running road course cars, which are unrestricted. And they're going to be running in turns three and four of Daytona. They're going to be getting the high banks. It's going to be really high speed. So I'm expecting to see some big crashes, some hard hits. Hopefully no injuries, but... Seeing as those these engines are unrestricted and they're going to be at the high-speed parts of this track, it's making me a little nervous, especially since there's a lack of practice. Uh, 
NASCAR also said that drivers can't go into the other series, so Kyle Busch can't run the truck race, can't run the Xfinity race. Those drivers can't switch into other series. No practice time. Xfinity driver Alex LeBay was fined for driving in, I believe it was a sport car race. He was caught there. NASCAR said, no practice, we're going to fine you. And that's basically what will happen if they choose to enter into the, any of the other series races. So my, my picks for Daytona, well, this is going to be a wild card. Uh, we haven't seen any road courses this year, so I don't know how any of the ro uh, rookies are going to do on the road courses. Uh, this is going to be very up in the air, very interesting race. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the entry list. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, and wild card. This is going to be a wild card for sure. They've never raced on this track. So, I'm looking through. I'm trying to think. Chase Elliott's a really good pick here. He's good at road courses. We saw he won at the Roval last year. He won at Watkins Glen. He's always a solid person to pick for road courses. Joey Logano's won at Watkins Glen before, so we know he can win on a road course. Clint Boyer's won on road courses. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he's good at plate tracks, and we're racing at Daytona. I know it's the road course, but still they're using part of Daytona. Uh, he actually qualified on pole for the Daytona 500. Martin Truex Jr. is really good at road courses. I mean, this is a real wild card. So I'm going to give three picks to win in a wild card. Obviously, Martin Truex Jr., I feel, has a chance to win this one. Matt DiBenedetto, there's two. And Kyle Busch is my third pick to win. My wild card pick for this weekend at Daytona is John Hunter Nemechek. All right, he's a rookie. All right, don't get me wrong. We don't know what to expect. But John Hunter Nemechek never raced at Darlington in a cup car, finished in the top 10. All right, coming to the checkered flag at Talladega earlier this year, he was up there in contention, could have won the race, got wrecked out, coming to the line. I think it was Eric Jones stood up in front of him. They crashed coming across the line. Again, I know that was Talladega. I know that was an oval. Daytona is similar to Talladega, and they're running the Roval. All right, I know. But they're using part of the oval for the Roval race, hence the oval part of Roval. So I think it's going to end up coming down to something on the oval part coming to the checkered flag is where we're going to see some moves for the win. I think John Hunter Nemechek is a long shot to win on Sunday. Lastly, I've been, if you have, haven't seen on Twitter for the MotorMax podcast account, at MotorMax Podcast, you can follow it. I've been doing weekly polls um, lately. My most recent one, two weeks ago, yes, two weeks ago at least, and um, my question was, will Hendrick downsize to three cars next year? Because that was back when that rumor was really big. 
72% of the votes said no, they will stay a four-car organization. I tend to agree with that because the 48 is such a coveted seat. A lot of people are speculating people are going to go there. I believe Hendrick's going to stay true to their tradition and stay as a four-car organization. I've also asked about Chase Briscoe. He's been setting the Xfinity Series on fire. Will Chase Briscoe make his Cup Series debut starting next year? The options were yes for Stuart Haas Racing, yes for a different team, no, but he'll stay at Stuart Haas Racing in the Xfinity Series, and no, he'll go somewhere else in the Xfinity Series. 51% of the votes said yes, he's going to go to Cup next year, driving for Stuart Haas Racing. So those are some weekly polls. Um that I've taken. Again, if you want to participate in the next one, follow the podcast at MotorMax Podcast. You can follow my main account at the Real Maxman05. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of MotorMax. And yeah, that's about it. Stay safe. Goodbye.